Part 5. Imposition of Sentences A. Sentencing by the Court Sentencing factors. A judge has some discretion to determine the exact terms or form a sentence will take in a particular case. The judge is required by statute to determine which sentence will provide maximum opportunity for rehabilitation of the person and protect the community from further offenses. In applying discretion, the Iowa Supreme Court has stated that the court should weigh and consider all pertinent matters determining proper sentence, including nature of the offense, the attending circumstances, defendant's age, character, and propensities, and chances of reform. The courts owe a duty to the public as much as to the defendant in determining a proper sentence. The punishment should fit the crime and the individual. Other factors usually considered by the court in applying discretion include the defendant's prior criminal record and employment circumstances. The sources of information on which the court may rely are varied and can include information presented by the prosecutor, the defense, a pre-sentence investigation, victim impact, statements, and information derived from any trial or hearings. The court does not, however, necessarily have the same types of sentencing information available for every defendant in every case, especially misdemeanor cases. In most misdemeanor cases, a pre-sentence investigation will not be available and the court will have to rely on statements from the prosecutor and the defense to make a determination as to the sentence. Court discretion. The court has the discretion to decide the following sentences in cases that do not involve a mandatory prison or jail term. Prison for indeterminate term for felonies and aggravated misdemeanors, deferral or judgment or sentence or suspension of sentence and placement on probation. Probation may include placement at a community-based correctional facility. Reconsideration of sentence to prison or jail followed by placement on probation. Determining whether a sentence is to run concurrently or consecutively with other sentences. Determining whether mitigating circumstances exist to reduce a sentence under Code Section 124.406, 124.413, or 902.7. Determinant jail sentence for all misdemeanors except an aggravated misdemeanor term of confinement that is more than one year. Generally, the court has the discretion to issue a specific fine within a range of monetary amounts provided for in statute. However, in all misdemeanor cases in Class D and C felonies, a minimum fine must be part of the sentence. The court may, in its discretion, order the defendant to perform community service work in lieu of a fine in the event a person is unable to pay such a fine if it appears that community service work would be adequate to deter the person and discourage others from similar criminal activity. B. Sentencing System. Mandatory Sentences. In recent years, many mandatory penalties of either a fine or imprisonment or both have been enacted and unique penalties have been established for a number of crimes. Examples of crimes which carry mandatory penalties include Class A felonies operating while under the influence and domestic abuse assault. In addition, a person convicted of a forcible felony listed in Code Section 702.11 must be sentenced to a term of confinement without the possibility of receiving probation. Penalty enhancements. Penalty enhancements have been added for several crimes, which has the effect of increasing the penalty applicable to an underlying offense if certain factors are present. Examples of crimes which carry penalty enhancements include distribution or possession of controlled substances on or near certain properties, criminal mischief and violation of individual rights, possession of weapons in or on weapons-free zones, and sexually predatory offenses. Limitations on parole. The General Assembly has also placed limitations on parole 
eligibility, which has a similar effect on the length of a sentence as a mandatory sentence. The following criminal offenses have limitations placed on a person's ability to be paroled. Any forcible felony involving the use of a dangerous weapon. A habitual offender, first offense of conspiracy to manufacture or possess with the intent to deliver methamphetamine or amphetamines to a minor. Prior forcible felon serving a sentence for a felony other than a forcible felony. Any felony limiting the maximum accumulation of earned time to approximately 15% of the total sentence, otherwise referred to as 70% sentences. The Iowa Supreme Court has ruled that offenses which require service of 70% of the sentence do not constitute cruel and unusual punishment under the Iowa Constitution. Ten-year or lifetime parole special sentence. A person convicted of a Class C felony or greater offense that is sexually violent in nature is subject to serving a special sentence requiring lifetime parole upon completion of the sentence imposed for the underlying criminal offense. A person convicted of a Class D felony or a misdemeanor offense that is sexually abusive in nature is subject to serving a special sentence that requires a 10-year term of parole upon completion of the sentence imposed for the underlying criminal offense. A person begins a special sentence on parole or work release status after completion of the sentence for their underlying criminal offense. A person's release may be revoked just like any other person or parole except the first revocation of release cannot be for a period greater than two years and any second or subsequent revocation cannot be for a period greater than five years. A person may be discharged from the special sentence by the Board of Parole prior to the expiration of such a sentence. C. Probation. Probation is a procedure under which a criminal defendant against whom a judgment of conviction has been or may be entered is released subject to supervision by a judicial district department of correctional services. In the case of deferrals of judgment, a judgment is not entered and a sentence is not actually imposed before the person is placed on probation and conviction is not made part of the defendant's record if the defendant successfully completes probation. However, the arrest data remains part of the person's criminal history data despite successful completion of a deferred judgment and may be disseminated subject to certain requirements and limitations. A person receiving a deferred judgment is assessed by a civil penalty and an amount of not less than the amount of any criminal fine authorized by law for the offense. If a defendant receives a deferred sentence, judgment is entered and the conviction is made part of the defendant's record, but the sentence is not actually imposed. In the case of a suspended sentence, the conviction is made part of the defendant's record and the sentence is imposed, but service of the term of the sentence is suspended over the period of probation. Decisions relating to the conditions under which a person is released on probation, the length of probation, and the time of discharge from supervision are made by the court. The court has discretion in felony cases that do not require a mandatory prison sentence to sentence a defendant to a minimum of two years and a maximum of five years probation. In misdemeanor cases, the minimum probationary period is one year and the maximum period is two years. Normally, the sentencing court maintains jurisdiction over a defendant's probation and will conduct a revocation or modification hearings regarding probation. D. Reconsideration of a sentence. A person convicted of a felony who has been sentenced to a term of confinement may have the sentence reconsidered within one year from the date the person begins to serve the sentence upon a motion by the court 
or the director of the Department of Corrections, a person convicted of a misdemeanor and sentenced to a term of confinement may have the sentence reconsidered within 30 days from the date the sentence begins. If the court reconsiders a person's sentence, the court may order the person to serve any sentence permitted by law, including probation. However, the court may not reconsider a person's sentence if the person was convicted of a Class A felony or sentenced for a crime that carries a mandatory term of confinement. E. Parole and work releases. Parole. Parole is the release of an inmate from a term of confinement before the expiration of the inmate's sentence subject to the supervision by a judicial district department of correctional services. Unlike probation, however, the person is still considered to be serving the sentence while the person is released, meaning that the term of the sentence will continue to run and may even expire during the course of the release. Work release. Work release is the temporary release of an inmate for employment purposes. An inmate may be released entirely from a correctional institution for work purposes or may leave actual confinement each day for work purposes. There are two types of work release programs. One work release program is established by the Department of Corrections with the Board of Parole that applies to eligible inmates housed in all correctional institutions and the other is an institutional work release program that is specific to each institution. Work release may also include an out-of-state work or treatment placement or release for purposes of seeking employment, attendance at an educational institution, or family visitation. An inmate may even be placed on work release status in the inmate's own home for child care and housekeeping or other appropriate purposes, although the inmate is to return to the institution or local supervised housing facilities once the work release hours have concluded. An inmate may not be placed on institutional work release for longer than six months in any 12-month period without special approval. F. Furlough, Reprieve, Pardon, and Commutation. Furlough. Furlough is the temporary release of an inmate due to serious family illness, family death, or for job search, training, or rehabilitation-related purposes. A furlough program may be established by the Director of the Department of Corrections with the approval of the Board of Corrections and may not exceed 14 days in length. Reprieve, pardon, and commutation. A reprieve is a temporary stay from the carrying out of a sentence. A pardon is the permanent cancellation of a sentence, and a commutation is the reduction of a sentence. The power to grant reprieve, pardon, or commutation of sentence rests with the governor. A person who has been convicted of a Class A felony may request the governor to commute the person's sentence no more frequently than every 10 years. All other persons who have been convicted of a crime may apply to the governor for a reprieve, pardon, or commutation at any time. Upon application by a person for a reprieve, pardon, or commutation, the Board of Parole is required to first review the application and subsequently to make recommendations to the governor. G. Earned Time Overview. During the 2000 legislative session, the General Assembly statutorily modified the term good conduct time to earned time and made some changes to the manner earned time is accumulated. Once a person has been sentenced to a term of incarceration, one of the factors that may affect how long the person remains incarcerated is earned time. Earned time is one of the tools used by the Department of Corrections to provide inmates of correctional institutions with an incentive to comply with the rules and regulations established for those facilities. For the purpose of calculating earned time, sentences are classified as either Category A or B sentences. Category A. An inmate who has been sentenced to a Category A sentence is eligible for a reduction in sentence of one 
and two-tenths days for each day of good conduct while committed to one of the Department of Corrections institutions. To accumulate earned time, an inmate must exhibit good conduct and satisfactorily participate in an employment, treatment, or educational program. If the inmate is a Class A felon, the earned time accumulated will not actually reduce the person's life sentence, but will be credited against the person's sentence if the sentence is ever commuted to a term of years. Category B. A Category B sentence is commonly referred to as a 70% sentence. If an inmate is sentenced for a felony listed in Code Section 902.12, the inmate's sentence is a Category B sentence, and the rules for accumulation of credit for earned times are different than for Category A sentences. Inmates with Category B sentences are only eligible for a maximum accumulation of good time of 15 85ths of a day for each day of good conduct. For example, an inmate sentence for robbery in the first degree, a 25-year sentence, will serve 20.59 years in prison if the person is not paroled prior to the expiration of the sentence. A person sentenced to a Category B sentence is eligible for parole after serving 70% of the maximum term of the sentence. Thus, a person serving a 25-year sentence will be eligible for parole after serving 17.5 years in prison. The following offenses listed in Code Section 902.12 are considered Category B sentences. Murder in the second degree, attempted murder, sexual abuse in the second degree, kidnapping in the second degree, robbery in the first and second degrees, homicide by vehicle where the defendant was found to be intoxicated or driving recklessly or eluding police and was also convicted of leaving the scene of an accident. Computation. An inmate begins to accrue earned time at the commencement of the inmate's sentence at a correctional institution. An inmate's sentence is also credited with any time spent incarcerated on the days prior to being sent to the institution. However, an inmate will not actually receive the benefit of the reduction unless the inmate has successfully served the inmate's full term, less time earned and not forfeited. Any or all of the reduction of an inmate's sentence, which is due to the accrual of earned time credits, may be forfeited at any time during the inmate's sentence for a violation of an institutional rule or other disciplinary action.